morning. Well, excuse me. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Today is the 12th, excuse me, 12th Sunday after Pentecost. And we're going to look at our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 56. And uh, let God speak to us through the prophet Isaiah this morning. And uh, as always, as we come together as a family here at Trinity, we pray and hope that as we hear God's word through the hymns we sing, through the songs we sing, through the liturgy today, and today's liturgy is Divine Service 1, which you can find in a hymnal and follow along in the hymnal or in, in your, your bulletin, um, and uh, most certainly through the body and blood of Jesus that we receive, and I pray through the words that I share with you from the pulpit. For all of you online that are watching us, we, we welcome you. In case I forget, in two weeks, that'll be September 3rd, we are, our system will be down, so there will be no online worship service on September 3rd, but we should have it all up and ready and running the following week. So, uh, so on that Sunday, come join us in person. Let's rise and sing our opening song, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. The sun forbear to shine. 
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We take a few moments of silence for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Help, save, comfort, defend us, gracious Lord. We sing this is the feast.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. We give thanks and praise to you, O God, for making your house a place of prayer for all peoples. Will the gospel make us voices of invitation to all people? We pray this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. Our Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah chapter 56, 1 and verses 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants. Everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already, already gathered. This is the word of the Lord. And our gradual, fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Our epistle lesson comes from the, the book of Romans in the following. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Now I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if the rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? As regards the gospel, they are enemies of God for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are revocable, just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they are also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. 
He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat in the crumbs, the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do we have any children this morning that would like to come up for the children's message? Hey, girls. And how are you guys today? You're looking at these. You're supposed to be looking at me. So, I did bring something today. What do you think it is? Candy. You are so right. Let's see what kind of candy it is. As you know, I like candies. But it doesn't sound like M&M's, does it? I don't think so. Oh. Skittles, huh? You guys like Skittles? A lot? Well, these are mine. (laughs) Maybe I'll share with you guys. So let's see. Of these, I think the green one is my favorite. You guys have a favorite? Is it one of these? You like the green one too. How about you? The orange. Cool. Huh. Well, I won't eat this right now. That wouldn't be nice of me, would it, to eat in front of you guys? So in our Old Testament lesson, um, Isaiah was talking about people and how God looks at people and how God created a a house of of prayer. And that's kind of what we have here, right? We come here to Trinity and we do prayers, don't we? And we sing songs and we hear God's word and I get to share some more words with with everybody, some words with you guys, and we come and have the body and blood of Christ. But we come as one person. Can I borrow your hand? Thank you. Borrow your sister's hand. Okay. Pretend you're, connect, you're connected to him over there, too. Throw your hand out. Like that. Because i got to throw mine over there. See, I'm connected to all them, and you're connected there over there, and then Sammy's connected over there. We're all one people in God's sight. So even though we have all these colors... I think for the most part, they all taste almost the same, don't they? Because they're also like one, one kind of candy. Just have different colors on them. And we're all different. I'm old. You're young, right? I'm a guy. You're girls. That makes us different, right? But in Jesus, we're all one. We're all, well, just like this, we have different colors, but we're all his children. And so as we go out today... Or even here. So if there's somebody in his in, sitting out there today that maybe you guys haven't met, get mom and dad and walk up to that person and say, hi, I don't know you, but I'm a child of God. And their response might be, I'm a child of God too. So I'm going to give you each a bag. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Since you're the only ones here today, I'm going to give you both two bags. But here's the first rule. You can't open them up in church. And number two, you can only have them if mom and dad say yes. If not, you've got to give them back to me because I'll eat them. <laughs> let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for choosing me, even though I'm different than others. Thank you for loving me and sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So again, our text this, this morning comes from our Old Testament lesson that Phil read from Isaiah chapter 56. And Isaiah 56 begins the final section of the book of Isaiah as it shifts away from the suffering servant toward a picture of the victorious Messiah. In chapter 55, they were to speak the Lord while he is near. And now the declaration is made that his salvation is indeed near. I'm going to take you back to the summer of 2009. Can most of you remember that far back? Long time ago for me. Maybe some of you too. And some of you weren't even born yet. But news around the state of Minneapolis, Minnesota, I should say, was focused on one thing. An enemy of the state was considering a move that would bring him into what had been for him in the past a very hostile situation. The enemy was Brett Farr, former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. The man who had led the Minnesota Vikings' greatest rival was poised to, to sign on to play for the Vikings. It seemed impossible, almost sacrilegious, that he could exchange his green and gold for the purple and the white. Many Minnesotans were upset, threatening to give up their season tickets and burn their Vikings memorabilia, and to do that publicly in their front yards. He was a stranger from their greatest rival, and he could, and how could they trust him? How could they stand up and welcome him? In more serious matters, we may have trouble welcoming Strangers, welcoming strangers into God's kingdom. But in our text today from Isaiah, God equips us to do just that by reminding you and me that our God is a God for all people, just like 
the um, candy that I held in my hand tastes the same. An example of different colors, but tastes the same. Strangers were not welcome in Isaiah's day, especially into the temple and into their festival gatherings. The people of Judah and Jerusalem took pride in being God's chosen people. They were descendants of the father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They were heirs to the land that God had promised Abraham, the land Joshua conquered and David secured. They took specific prohibition against welcoming Moabites and Ammonites at festivals and seemed to have it expanded its ban to everybody else other than themselves. The only way for a foreigner to be welcomed was to become an Israelite first. And for a man, that meant circumcision and obedience to the ceremonial law. And while we may not be willing to admit it, Strangers often may not feel welcome here. No one wants our church to be unfriendly, and most people would probably say that this is a really friendly church. It is a friendly congregation. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. And, and for the most part, obviously before service, because we can't even get service started, you're all talking to each other. I don't know if you're welcoming people you've never met before, but you're at least talking to those you know. And then after church, we get a little pocket gather over there, a pocket right here, a pocket over there, and of course, most of us are going out that way. And again, you're talking. And you're talking with probably, for the most part, people you know. And maybe, maybe somebody you've never met before. But ask, answer this question for yourself. You don't have to answer it out loud. But think about the last time in this sanctuary, or maybe I'll let you get into the fellowship hall, that you actually walked up to somebody that you didn't know and said, hi, I am, who are you? Don't do it that way. <laughs> say, hi, welcome. Right? Think about that, the last time that you did that. Okay? Not somebody you knew, Somebody you may never ever spoken to, you've recognized them, you've seen them in the pew, but you never talked to them, or maybe it's the first time you've seen them. So today, here's your charge for me for me today, and maybe I'll just stop my sermon there. Ah, can't do that. Um, <laughs> is that when we leave today, I'm gonna go out, I'll be out in the narthex someplace, right? But you find somebody who you've never spoken to before. Now, this one word of caution, don't you all go to the same person? <laughs> because that would probably chase them out of here, right? But go find somebody and say welcome. And just see what happens. Because you guys do a great job with each other. And you do a really good job with visitors, too. But I'm just saying, find somebody you've never spoken to, to before. Because um, there is no one who wants Trinity to be considered an unfriendly church. And most people would probably say that we are a pretty friendly congregation. After all, people stick around to visit, like I said, with one another for a long, long time. Um, and it's true. Like I said, we are a welcoming church. We just need to stretch it to, to everybody. Our Old Testament reading for today from Isaiah 56 clearly shows that our God is a God for all people. The foreigners did not simply wander in. The Lord brought them to his temple. Isaiah 56, 7 tells us that. The temple was more than a building. It was the place where the Lord poured out his grace and his forgiveness to his chosen people through their sacrifices and offering. And don't we do that here too? We pour out God's grace to each other and his forgiveness. And this forgiveness and grace would not be limited to just a few people but it would be open to all people, even those formerly not part of God's chosen people. The response of the foreigners would be very noticeable. They would respond by faith, trusting the Lord's promises to them, and they would join themselves to the Lord, Isaiah 56, 6. They would respond by faith, obeying the Lord's command and being his servants. The Lord would be a God for all people. Fast forward about 700 years, 
and then another 2,700 years, and we see the prophecy being fulfilled. In our gospel, Jesus grants the request of a foreigner, a Canaanite woman who trusted him, Matthew 15, 21 to 28. In John's gospel, we read about Jesus saying that whoever believes in him and the Son should not perish. And you all know this verse, John 3, 16. Have eternal life. Not just those of his chosen people, but whoever believes in Jesus. Later on in John, Jesus states that he has other sheep who are not of this fold, John 10, 16. And there were others who were outside of being recognized as his people, those he would yet bring to himself. And that might be some of you. Through Jesus, the Lord is Lord of all people. God brings us to his house to receive forgiveness, won for us by Christ on the cross. God gives us joy in knowing that Jesus has done it all and that we are his forgiven sons and daughters. God brings others into his house to receive that same forgiveness and grace won by Christ on the cross. It's not just for you and me to be his new chosen people, but for all that God calls. It is God working through his word and his people to bring people to his house, and he calls you and me to welcome them. He uses each of us to be instruments to invite and to encourage those around us who are not a part of his new chosen people, the church, to join us in learning about our Savior. He exhorts us to remember that we are once on the, we were once on the outside looking in until he claimed each of us as his own, creating that trust in his promises that we have. He encourages us to be welcoming of others as they hear more about Jesus as well. And remember, how many people are standing up here? Somebody say it. One. How many are sitting out there today? Many. More than one, right? Who sees more people? Me or all of you today as a collective? Don't be bashful. <laughs> so you have more opportunity than I have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he empowers you to do it. Do not be afraid. He will give you the words. You may stumble over his words, but he will give them to you. Let's go back to Minnesota. What happened? So for those Minnesotans and elsewhere who called themselves Viking fans, the 2009 season ended much better than they could ever expect it, due in large part to that stranger that they brought into to lead the team. They finished with a 12-4 and record, and they fell just short in the playoffs to the eventual Super Bowl champions, the New Orleans Saints. Brett Farr, the one-time stranger and probably even hated by many, quickly became a fan favorite of the purple and white. And likewise, through Jesus, God did the unexpected in your life and mine. He rescued us, strangers, because of our sins from the eternal death caused by those very sins. He made you and me his own. Our God is not a God for those who think they are good enough or are trying hard. Our God is a God who loves even the worst sinners in his son. Our God is a God for all people. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, again, we, we thank you for choosing us, bringing us here to Trinity empowering us with your word. Send us out to the people of our area, to our neighbors, to our friends, and to our families to share the gospel with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and profess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty,
Let us pray for all the people of God, the church and those that have been called out of the darkness of sin and death and into the light and the life of the kingdom that is eternal. Gracious King, we praise you as the creator and sustainer of life, from the womb to the tomb. And at every stage of life, your hand is upon your own, giving us all that we need to support our daily lives. United as one, we praise you, O Father, Lord, in your mercy. Saving King, we praise you as the Savior and Redeemer of life. Your nail-scarred hands and pierced side give evidence of the length to which you have journeyed in order to seek and save the lost. Made right with you by the shedding of your innocent blood, we are recipients of what we could never earn nor deserve. United as one, we praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Spirit, we praise you as the restorer and renewer of life. You claim your family through the outpouring of mercy that we experience in holy baptism. You enable our hearts to receive your word and our mouths to confess your truth before our world. United as one, we praise you, Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Sovereign King, you see all things in heaven and on earth. Nothing is outside your watch and reign. Bless our families, our workplaces, our schools, and our church. Sustain the life of our community and guide the leaders who labor among us for the blessing of all. Protect those in harm's way, especially the members of our military, that they may rest in your promises. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty King, your strength is unmatchable and your power unfathomable. Break down any barrier of heart and mind that would distract us from seeing your work in our midst. Draw unto yourself for restoration those who hunger and thirst, those in need of food and shelter, those who experience loss of employment, and all who struggle to find purpose in their lives. Cause your word to reach to the ends of the earth, bringing your saving gospel to bear on the lives of all peoples and granting salvation to all who confess Jesus as Lord and God. Lord, in your mercy. Healing King, you stoop down from your heavenly throne to dwell among us in Christ. As you continue to bind up the brokenhearted and heal the wounds, we pray for all who are sick and suffering in any way, especially the day we continue to lift up Joan, who is thankful and grateful for your love as she awaits um, the final results of her tests. We pray for, for Georgie and, and, and Barbara and, and Craig and Jim and give thanks that they're all now home from the hospital. For Jeremy, still recovering from being hit in an audible accident. For Jason, who still suffers with major back issues. And for Nan, who is now in hospice care. And for the, uh, for the family of Tommy Green, who will be laid to rest this Thursday. Help th these and all others whom we name in our hearts to know the love you have for all peoples. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands we commend ourselves and all those whom, whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake, he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Sing, lift high the cross.
Amen. Please be seated. Keep on going. You're first. <laughs> Our church family has supported for 20 years a wonderful family who's going to come and visit a couple of weeks. And so um, during Bible study, they will um, speak to what they have been doing all this time. And then after following that, we're going to have a glorious potluck. Not that you've ever had a bad potluck here. <laughs> and we will meet them and greet them. And, and they spread the word and we will spread the word. So um, in the narthex is a bright yellow poster board. And you can sign up to what you want to bring. I was going to suggest just a salad, but you know what? Um, bring a brunch item or bring your favorite recipe item. I'm going to be bringing my grandmother's corned beef hash that she won $5 for in the newspaper, 1940. And you've never had anything like this. This first ingredient is butter. And then, um, so I hope all of you will sign up on the um, bright yellow board out there and come. And then that evening at Sandra's house, the youth are invited to meet the children of this very wonderful family. So um, thank you very much. Thank you. Any other announcements today? Ila? Good morning. We are starting Youth Back Up Sunday, next Sunday, for a meet and greet, I would say. So all the youth is welcome to come, new and old. Um, we'll meet over in the youth room after church. What is that, 1045? Something like that. Um, and then we'll start up a youth Bible study the following weekend, which will be the third. Okay, so if you have any questions, feel free to come and talk to me. Um, and you can always get a hold of me here at the church or on myself. Thanks, Tyler. All my announcements are gone. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll give you a teaser. Starting in September, I can't tell you which weekend in, or which Sunday in September and which Wednesday in September, but we're going to start a, a new Bible study in the book of Revelation, and we're going to do it at two times, so one, for those of you who can't, who would rather come at nighttime, it's there, we'll do it, do it about 5.30, I think, we decided, and, but the same class will be on Sunday morning, so you have an opportunity, if you miss one, you can go to the other one. Plus, you might know people who you can't get to church, but you might get them to a Bible study. What a wonderful opportunity, because everybody wants to know what goes on in the book of Revelation, you know, and stuff, and I'm still trying to figure that out. So we'll, we'll get there and, and, and do it together. So invite people. Uh, we're also going to invite our school, because the parents come and pick up the kids. So um, anybody who thinks they just might love to sit with our children, um, let me know. And, uh, or let, let Jane know. You already volunteer, first hand up, right? So, um, and uh, um, so we can uh, take care of them um, also as they come to pick up the kids, get them to stay. And we can share with them God's word through the book of Revelation. I can't tell you sure which, which Wednesday and Sunday it's going to start because we were, we're trying to finish the end times. So here's another ad. So when people look at the book of Revelation, they always think about the end times which most certainly is true. However, we're talking about the end times right now, looking at a whole bunch of different texts, so why don't you come now, get your feet wet, right? I'd have to, you know, go get your coffee, a little snack, and then come in, and it doesn't matter that you're coming in. This is gonna be lesson six today, I think we're tackling. It's only nine lessons, but you can begin to think about the end times, and so you're all ready for the book of Revelation, and you guys can all teach me. So, it should be great. You were supposed to laugh at that one. There you go, works good. All right. <laughs> Bad joke, <laughs> you know, so. Um, no more announcements today? 
Well, let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Don't forget. Look for a face you've never spoken to. Just go in peace. Eat all that candy.